Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. I am Alan Thomas, and I have the founders of NeuroOrb with me. Steve Cahan and Lee McCormick. How you guys doing? Great, thank you. Appreciate this opportunity. How you doing, Lee? Yeah, very good. Good to be here. Thank you. Okay, and this question is for either one of you. Uh, who is NeuroOrb and what do you guys do? Steve, do you want to take that one? Oh, sure. We are um, a transformative technology company. We are an optimal health and performance program specialist in, uh, for example, I am a per- in the field of and world of performance science, sports psychologist. We train and teach, educate people in NeuroOrb of how to improve, increase performance, teaching very specific trainings to bring that to come about. Whether we are working with a person with post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic stress disruption, not disorder, we like to call it, uh, whether the professional athlete, uh, the corporate athlete, the student athlete, and we like to pair that combination together as uh, we train uh, brain health and fitness and mind-body-brain-spirit formula in the concept of performance. Again, whether we are struggling with uh, post-traumatic stress disruption, uh, any types of trauma, concussions, we like to bring a person to uh, a level of how we train and work with professional athletes. 
we are a transformative technology company, as I said. Uh, we use neurobiofeedback modalities to measure and train the brain and the body to bring itself into a state of self-regulation, give it and teach very specific tools to quiet down the stress hormonal response, which activates our overthinking, analyzing, fear-filled brain. We use real-time calculations in decision management to see how the brain is working. Uh, we're about performance optimization, as I said, uh, with a concept of personal well-being. Uh, we track, measure our the people who are using our program within NeuroOrb. We have online coaching. Uh, we use video streaming to keep the training fresh and becomes a way of life of how to quiet down that busy brain, how to regulate that stress hormonal response. And the, the major concept of what we bottom line are about is to give the tools to quiet down that stress hormonal response, which will powerfully impact our state of brain, whether we come from a place of fear or we come from a place of love. We come from a place of fear or we come from a place of calm, composure, confident. Well, that's what we teach. And that's what we're about. Again, using brain health as a way in, in regards to taking care of the, the user from a, an athletic point of view. That makes some, that okay? That feel good? Oh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So it's basically a, like it's a sort of a structured approach to kind of a kind of very structured approach to reducing stress and kind of improving performance. And it kind of starts with the brain in terms of brain yes. health and goes outward, outward from there. Yes. Yes. And there's the combination I'm, of understanding that cause that stress hormone really drives our state of mind. And uh, for example, the, the stress hormone will activate a part of the brain in the limbic system called the amygdala, which houses only five emotions. And those emotions are fear, shame, doubt, insecurity, and inadequacy. So whether you're a baseball player or a lacrosse player, any type of athlete, if you have any negative speak going on, retrain that person to master, to know and master that if you have that, any of those five concepts and thought of reflection of self and performance, you are producing a stress hormone. That's what we teach is the connection of that how it influences our state of mind and our belief in ourselves. And we give those specific tools within NeuroOrb, which is uh, quite wonderful. So if we're yeah, able to... Just, oh, oh, go just ahead. to add in on that point, Alan, this is like how Steve and I work, work together is Steve's a master practitioner in the field uh, he just uh, described, and I'm a uh, designer and innovator. And so Steve and I really came together um, seven over seven years ago, and we've been working together in how to bring the practice that Steve has developed over time with the neurofeedback, biofeedback, and in his practice in New York, how we together can then um, bring this into technology and make use of technology to create an innovative program based on uh, Steve's learning. And that's currently where we are today. We're in the process of um, creating the technology so that more people can have access to this. Um, it's a de democratization of um, what is often potentially uh, quite expensive for some people to be able to 
engage with an individual practitioner to get the the, the one-to-one uh, training. Um, what this does, it enables us to create the technology to reach a much broader audience and reach some people who you know may sometimes, in some instances, have to wait many months in order to be able to get to see a practitioner like Steve. So this is what we're doing together. We're actually in the process of building that technology, which um, is well underway, and we hope to bring that first uh, MVP, that first prototype version um, of what Steve has been doing for many decades now. We hope to be bringing that um, to bear later this later this year for people to start uh, doing trials in the U.S. And and that uh, and that brings me to well, my next question. I was gonna to my well, my next question was going to be was about Orb in particular, and that is that that pretty much brings us into Orb talking about Orb. Yes, yeah, so Orb is a sort of fully immersive environment. It's a it's a product, a capsule that. Uh, piece of furniture, if you like, that you climb into. So you step into this product, um, you're fully immersed and enclosed in this space that many people describe as being womb-like. It's very, um, it's small, but it's a very nurturing, comfortable environment. You're in a reclined position, there's airflow, surround sound, lighting, touchscreen control. Um, you know, we, we put the person at ease. It's very difficult sometimes for people to actually just be by themselves for 10, 20 minutes. It's, you know, some some people struggle with that. So we created an environment, Orb is an environment which people feel um, safe and comforted and then therefore open, open to the experience of whatever it is that they're in there for. And a lot of that is uh, relaxation, guided meditations, different types of training. So we use this environment as... Um, when it comes to, say, neurofeedback, it's, it's a very clean environment for engaging with the user and getting the best quality uh, data with them um, because what, I mean, Steve, Steve can elaborate further on his experience with working with EEG uh, with, his, uh, with the clients, but if there are any distractions, um, eye movement, head movement, anything at all, you, you can get what is called artifact, where the readings that uh, you achieve from the EEG headset become distorted and um, the quality is reduced. So in the orb environment, all of those things are minimized. So we get the best, the best possible data, the best possible experience, and we have all the technology bundled in there that we need in order to really engage with the person on a one-to-one, but from a digital side, instead of them being with the actual practitioner, which is what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to bring scale to um, what Steve does. It's a, and we, from that, thank you, is, this is going to be a community of, um, and the objective, going back to, is mastery of regulating the stress response to advance performance when the stakes are the highest, to really teach people to understand how to get into the state of the zone and the environment. One of the things you get from being in Orb, uh, you'll come away with a, you'll go home that day, that night, and you will have a memory, a sensory memory of, oh, that's okay. You'll just think about that. You will feel that. And as time goes by, uh, the brain, because everything in the brain is association, 
when one associates this peaceful environment, this safe environment, with learning uh, and remaining open and available to new concepts, uh, it makes it very easy for the brain and the body to absorb just by being in the environment. Environment is quite important to peacefulness and learning for all of us. And again, our objective is uh, we're conditioning and training peak performance. And one of the outcomes and objectives is to teach how a person can go into the state of the zone, state of flow, mind, body, brain, and inspired self, where the training specializes in how do you quiet down that thought? The environment helps tremendously in that experience. And so when someone is just entering the OR program or, or starting the OR program, what is the, what is, I guess, what is the onboarding process for that look like? Is it start with some kind of evaluation to see exactly where you are? Is it kind of a personalized thing? Sure. Good question. Take it, Lee. Yeah, so within, within the program, what, what the ambition is, is as, as much as possible, we are trying to give somebody the experience of, you know, if they were having an actual session with Steve. So how do we do that? You know, we need to have uh, the person engage with the program. We ask them questions. So we start with a questionnaire. We get to know them a bit. Um, so there's an onboarding process, as you just said. And through that, we get to understand what's important to them. And once we understand that, we can then guide them through the program. So it's really it's really about how can you make it bespoke and personal to each person that's coming into it. And the, the way that begins is to get them to interact with the program and respond to questions. And uh, um, that, therefore, drives where the program goes from there. It, it helps identify what they want to accomplish. We call it identity, purpose, and control. We, the person needs to learn who they are, or if they do know who they are, to understand themselves very comfortably, to understand and identify their purpose. Why, what am I doing this for? It's very important in that evaluation to, we'll do a, something called a quantitative EEG, uh, where we put a person, we're measuring brain waves. Um, under task performance to see how their concentration is, how their how their focus is, how do they attend to detail, how their memory is, uh, their coordination is, peripheral spatial awareness, for example. Really taking a look how the brain interprets stimuli coming in is very important for us to learn to help customize a program for that person to improve performance. And again, improved performance could be a better father, a better mother. It is about identifying where a person needs to improve their their behavior and where they want to go. It, so we, we we handle that in that first evaluation experience to help the person know that we know what they're about and they get to know why they're there and what they want to improve. So it, it sounds like that or could work for individuals or entire work group or teams. Bingo. Absolutely. Corporations, teams of all sorts, hospitals for the doctors and nurses. Uh, we're involved in Major League Baseball, uh, things of that nature. Very helpful in that community. We're involved in uh, working with the military 
were involved in moving into the the VA system as a community and working with soldiers and their families uh, to be trained in this process uh, to, again, give the skill set of quieting down that stress hormone that activates behavior that is not is not good behavior. It's uh, and we we like to bring the community of the family into the same training, uh, so everyone is connected. Uh, so, for example, if we're working in with the military and the, the VA system, uh, this is a similar community. Uh, they're all training in the neuro orb. They will there will be a competition board. There will be blogging and communication within all the participants who are using NeuroOrb in the VA, and they're helping each other. And we, we kind of consider it, uh, in working with first responders, working with the fire department over the years, uh, there's something called sitting around the kitchen table. And you sit around the kitchen table of first responders, and you get a lot of sharing of what's happening in life and a lot of healing that takes place. It is based on that concept of that community, that connection. Um, there's a stigma with PTSD, for example, that something's, uh, it's, it's still just not considered, it's considered you can have the, the strength, the willpower to change the response to trauma. And it's the furthest thing from the truth. It's a real physical condition. It's a disruption in the brain. And it and trauma resides in our brain, uh, but there is still that stigma within this within neuroorb and the community of neuroorb. Uh, it takes that something's really wrong and something that I'm ashamed of absolutely away, and the families participate adds to uh, a real connection within that family, and everyone benefits greatly of connection and feeling safe. In terms of the, the company itself, NeuroOrb. What what do you what do you think is your what do you look at as your roadmap for the company for the next for the next couple of years, the next twelve to twenty four months? What does what does that look like for the two of you? I'm sure you've discussed it. And, and Steve or Lee can answer. That. Yeah, sure. This is um, well, what we're doing at the moment. We've just spent some years, as Steve was was just touching on, uh, trialing the the product with you know with the program. Um, but it's been a very hands-on intensive process where we really need to be there or another doctor needs to be there to engage with the users whilst uh, we're actually running any trials or, or experiences with those different populations, military and first responders. So our plan now is to digitize that process. Um, we're currently going through the whole um, it's a nine-month development process to get to a minimum viable product where we will have um, a version that we can actually start to test. What that means is we will have a program running, um, our neural program running inside of a product, and somebody, without us having to intervene, will be able to engage with that environment, enter inside the all product, engage with the neural program, and have a meaningful experience. Um, that that will be take us through to the end of 2018, uh, by which time we will start to roll out uh, with our partners a number of um, pilot products to get more data, more research, and more feedback, so that next year we can then start to deploy these in uh, a number of locations across the U.S. So by the end of 2019, 
Our plan is to have 20 to 30 of these installed across the US where we're working um, with the different partners in delivering the product. And so in, 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 the, in the space that you guys are in, I always, and I always like to ask this, what, what kind of developments do you think are more realistic for the next two to five years versus the next 20 to 30 years? Like I'm sure somebody starts talking about some concept or kind of lets their imagination fly and you say, well, for us to be able to do that, that would probably be 20 years away or maybe even more. Are there any developments like that that come to mind? I think I think it's a great question, which maybe five years ago would have been uh, easier to answer. But the, the the speed of change in technology now it's almost unfathomable. So you know, you know flying cars, uh, AI, there'll be programs where you know you won't even realise that none of the actors are, are are even you know they're not even human, um, and they're able to interact. Um, it's you know where where will this be in whew, in twenty years time? It's it's uh, who knows? Is, is it a chip in you know you plug into the side of your head that um, uh, is your personal assistant that every time you're uh, wanting to get into the zone or do some training or engage, you know, there's there's, there's, there's some kind of uh, uh, program that helps you do that without even needing to go go to a clinic, go to a see a therapist. I I don't know. It's a really difficult. The future seems to be with us now. I don't know about 20 years time. It seems to be it's on us. I I, I give you this thought as well, and that is, uh, and I heard this a while ago. Dream big. Dream so big that you know that you will not be able to accomplish something in your lifetime. I we see this as uh, helping, really influencing the world, uh, the population, in a skill to take fear out of one's body. And we we worry and fear a great a great deal. The human brain is wired for looking for danger. And we we are, are judgmental creatures. Uh, we are about inferiority and superiority, and uh, we do harm to a lot of people just to make ourselves feel better. And my dream is to influence the population with this knowledge and tools to help quiet down that danger-seeking brain that we call Brain 1.0. Uh, so the dream 20 years from now, well, for me, it goes way beyond that. And to influence the population with this type of skill set and starting from an early age in schools to learn how to quiet down the brain. Here's a, here's a training for that kindergarten kid to just sit still for 30 seconds, things of that nature. So it's 20 years from now, I'll go a little bit further than that. It'll, it'll hit the population uh, is my dream. So in, so in essence, just to be able to, to focus in that much quicker or to learn how to or learn how to focus our energies that much quicker then so we can kind of, get more, kind of get more out of our brain, I guess. Get, get, uh, get the, yes, absolutely. That's a good To do it faster. In fact, one of the things that we train and that was that was a good summary, Helen. Uh, is we train the brain to actually process information faster. We we've been I've been working and Lee and I've been working with a program for uh, 25 years of training athletes to improve their brain processing speed, meaning being able to identify 
the speed of a ball coming at you, whether it's baseball, tennis, is to be able to have that brain not have any story going on at the time of decision whether to swing or not swing. We, on average, the human brain, we process information at 0.45 milliseconds. We like to train the athlete, all brains, to improve that processing speed, decision-making, to 0.2 milliseconds. The greatest power we all have, every one of us, is decision-making. When we have faster processing speed, we are less apt to fall into negative fear-filled responses. We just are identifying at that moment. We have no time really to tell ourselves a story. I don't know if I should swing or not. Boy, my muscles are a little too tight here. That can happen in 0.5 seconds, milliseconds, not in 0.2 milliseconds. And um, so, yes, to improve the decision-making happens just in the process of the training is to trust the self rather than the default mechanism that is usually filled with, filled with a little too much apprehension. It's learning to trust the decision-making part of the brain, which is located in the cortex lobe of the brain, right above the eyebrow. Wow, that's so, so, so this, like I, say, I, just, I just love the uh, thought. Of, I get, I, like I said, I find it fascinating, like I said, especially when you talk about cutting the decision-making time basically in half. Yep, <laughs> so. yep indeed. Yeah. It, it 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 improves your decision making with it allows you to operate intuitively, which is the state of the zone, state of flow. If you're operating intuitively, it's, we call it brain three point It's your higher all knowing self. It is a tool to get into that place of trust, and that's our that's our ultimate goal is to give the person training skill set to trust the self, to love the self, and trust the self. And for everyone wanting to know more about NeuroOrb and, and, and also Orb, what's the best way to, en- to engage with you guys? Where's, what's the best way to find you? Just reach out to us direct by the, the websites, orb.com or neuroorb.com. That's O-R-R-B.com and neuroorb.com. We, uh, we see all messages coming in and we respond to everybody. There's inquiries coming in from universities and companies world, worldwide. So... Yeah, please, please get in touch. All right. Well, I want to thank both Steve and Lee for coming in, being on the podcast today. Like I said, we appreciate your time and your expertise. Mm-hmm. You thank you. Thanks for inviting us, Alan. Yeah, and your listeners appreciate it. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth, twenty eighteen, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, 
then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.